When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dental.net. The 10th-ranked Iowa women's basketball team looking to bounce back from Sunday's loss to UConn. The Hawkeyes back home to face number 12 NC State in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes named the AFC Offensive Player of the Month. The Vikings' Justin Jefferson earns that honor in the NFC. The Rose Bowl has agreed to amend their current contract with the college football playoffs, thereby clearing the way for expansion to a 12-team format. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win from the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Thursday Bubba's boneless wings are half price. This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Welcome back. It's Miller and Condon. We're on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Dane Mazzatani, St. Paul Pioneer Press, momentarily. Bill Bender in about 20 minutes. He covers college football for the Sporting News. And then four of you will have an opportunity to win barbecue from our friends at Claxons. We will use, oh, the championship games this weekend, I would assume. Let's get right to Dane Muzzatani. He joins us on uh, St. Paul Pioneer Press. Dane, Trent and Ken in Des Moines, as always. We're grateful that you found time for us. How you been, Dane? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing well. And, you know, looking at this Vikings schedule uh, and the way the what what's left down the stretch, they... They're clearly uh, going to win the uh, win the North, but there's still a lot of. Uh, I mean, at Lions, no Jets, at Lions, Colts, Giants, Packers, Bears. It's not exactly murderer's road that lies ahead, right? There's a lot of wins out there. Who knows how high they can get in the standings in the NFC? Yeah, you're right. They're going to run away with the NFC North. Um, they should set their sights on on the one seat. I agree. I, I understand that Philly has what would be perceived as an easy schedule, and so do the Vikings. Um, but Philly has to play Dallas again. They have to play the New York Giants two more times. The Vikings' schedule is objectively easier than the Philadelphia Eagles heading into the home stretch. Yeah, so why not set your sights on the one seed? If you don't get it, you're the two seed, then you have home field advantage in the divisional round. You get that first round by. So it's like, you know, it, you, you don't want to get too far ahead of yourselves, but you they assume at this point, and no one would say this, that they're going to win the North. So why not set your sights a little higher? I think this game is a big weekend, you know, obviously with, with the Jets coming to town, um, an opportunity to kind of show that, that you are a continued class of the NFC. Um, but, yeah, the, the schedule sets up nicely, so why not set your sights high? It makes a whole lot of sense here in this team. Uh, there's been a lot talked about. I know one of the metrics out there, DVOA, has them rated as the worst ever 9-2 and two team by a huge margin. <laughs> the point differential, all those different things. It feels like O'Connell and company, though, I mean, this is motivation, right? I mean, this is pretty easy to get a locker room to say, nobody believes in us, and here we are 9-2. and two. Yeah, and I think they've done, they've done that. They've, he, he's done that tactfully. Like, I think you hear, you go back and listen to some of Kevin O'Connell's press conferences, uh, he's not selling the nobody believes in us necessarily that complete mantra like publicly, but you can you can tell it's been mentioned behind the scenes, right? Like the way he talks about certain 
narratives. You know, he brought that up, I think, after the, the, the Patriots game on Thanksgiving. Like, we know there's going to be narratives about us. Like, we all know what he's talking about. And so, yeah, I think there is this internal belief within the locker room of, like, nobody believes in us. Um, nobody's giving us a shot. So let's prove them wrong. And I think that does start at the top with Kevin O'Connell and the way he talks to, to his players day in, day in. Uh, what's the uh, insertion of uh, T.J. Hawkinson into the locker room and into the lineup and seeming to got there and boom, he's right in the lineup right away. Uh, what's Hawkinson meant to this team? I think he's meant a lot to this team. He's meant, uh, you know, he's been a security blanket for Kirk Cousins pretty much, like you said, from that Washington game on. Um, super impressive how he was able to kind of come in, learn this really intricate offense and, and, and produce at a high level right away. Um, but you're starting to see him kind of take more of an ownership of this offense. Um, he is going to be the number two pass catching target the rest of the way. That's no disrespect to Adam Thielen, but JJ, the team will go as he does. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it is TJ Hawkinson over the middle, you know, TJ Hawkinson, you know, 15 yards over the top, maybe hitting him on an out route or, you know, a corner route. Like he's a big body that can run these routes that can produce yards after the catch. And if you look at the routes that Kirk Cousins has liked to throw throughout his career, it's the routes that TJ Hawkinson likes to run. So I thought it was a home run at the time when, when Quaycito Fomenso went out and got him at the trade deadline. And in a month in, it's, it's continued to be exactly, I think, what Vikings hoped it would. You know, this, uh, I don't know if it's a renaissance or what it is exactly with Kirk Cousins, but you know, going back to his time in Washington, there was a lot of talk in the locker room, maybe not the most beloved guy there, a guy that we know about the struggles in prime time and on and on and on. The goofiness with wearing the ice and the bling on the airplane. And, and yep. it just feels like Kirk Cousins maybe is more comfortable in his own skin. Is that is that a fair way to interpret it? Yeah, that's how I've interpreted it this year. And, you know, he... he Kirk mentioned this on Thursday night after the win over the Patriots, and, and he used the word empowered. And Kevin O'Connell has empowered him in a way that, that I don't think Mike Zimmer ever did. I don't think Mike Zimmer wanted Kirk as, as his quarterback. I don't think Mike Zimmer wanted to commit $84 million of fully guaranteed to the quarterback position because that meant his defense was obviously going you know, to miss out on, on, on some of that money to go around. I think there was always something there where Kirk was looking over his shoulder, afraid to make a mistake. And you've seen it this year. He's throwing more picks than he did last year. He's not having as good of a statistical season as he as he did last year, or really any year that he's been with the Vikings so far. But he's producing at a high level when when the Vikings need him to. Um, maybe he doesn't. After that opening drive, which the Vikings have been so good at those scripted drives, there's a there's a drop off. But when the, when the Vikings need Kirk Cousins in the fourth quarter. He's there, and and I think a lot of that comes down to like, we believe in you. Like, keep keep doing it. Keep he threw a pick, you know, against the, the Patriots on Thanksgiving, and I think that is a, an interception that in the past would have tilted him. Would have seen him taking these checkdowns, not taking any shots downfield. Well, he has the license to do that because Kevin O'Connell is saying it's okay. Like, we want you to make those mistakes if it means we're being aggressive. Um, and then you've seen that with his play on the field, with with the empowering that Kevin O'Connell has has you know, done with, with Kirk Cousins, but you've seen it, especially off the field, too, where he's able to be himself. He's a fun guy. He's kind of leaned into, you know, his inner dork. Like, I don't think anyone's ever going <laughs> to take Kirk Cousins for this super fly dude. Um, yeah. I think that's okay. Yeah. No one's no one's wanted him to do that. They've just wanted him to be himself, and he's finally doing that. And, and in, in a way, 
you know, he's he's been kind of cool because of that. You know, he's he's leaned into who he is, and I think that's that's something the Vikings have appreciated. You know, in the locker room, and I think Vikings fans have appreciated it, kind of getting to see that snippet uh, from the videos that kind of produced. Dane Muzzatani, St. Paul Pioneer Press, joins us. Uh, seldom we bring up a left tackle and his importance to whether he's going to play or not, uh, but D- Christian Derrissaw is having one of those kind of years, right? I think Trent Williams is the best in the game uh, with, at uh, in San Francisco, but Derrissaw is mm-hmm. closing the gap. I think he's uh, he's amongst the best, certainly young left tackles in the game, and the good news is, is the word young was in that sentence he's got a lot of football ahead of him what's his status Dane it's a concussion right yeah it was two concussions in a row he didn't play in Thanksgiving so like obviously after he suffers that concussion on Saturday or on that Sunday game against the Cowboys everyone remembers the 37 point blowout but more than the loss you you know you lost Christian Darisaw too with his second concussion in, in kind of a one one week span so the Vikings are being extremely careful with him. He's still in the protocol as of yesterday. I don't expect him to play this this Sunday coming up. But what you mentioned, obviously, is how young he is. Like You want to be careful with this guy because he is a foundational part of the future for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you can screw around with, with head injuries and you know rushing him back too soon. Um, I don't think that was an issue with the past, with him playing in the Dallas game. I think they followed all the protocols and you know things happen in the trenches. Um, but you want to be careful with him. You don't want him to suffer another concussion because, as we've seen in the course of history in the, in the NFL, like concussions can derail a career very, very quickly. So I, I think it's something where the Vikings are going to be really careful with him moving forward. I don't anticipate he will play on Sunday, and I think that's okay. I think as long as you're playing the long game with, with Christian Darisaw. So maybe he won't play – this week, maybe he won't play next week, um, but you want this guy healthy, full strength, able to go for, for a decade plus. So if that means sacrificing a few games in the short term, by all means do it. So it's the Jets this week as they come to town. Gardner, Reed, those great cornerbacks going up against Jefferson Thielen oh and company. Oh that's a huge, I never oh thought of that. Yeah, that's great. It's going to be a fun one there. What else outside of cornerback concerns you the most with this Jets team and, and coming off the big win on Thanksgiving for the Vikes? Yeah, I, I think... The, it starts and stops with, with obviously the corners, and I think Justin Jefferson versus Sauce Gardner is going to yeah. be worth the price of admission. Yeah, Everyone's sure. going to, if you don't know who Sauce Gardner is, you will by the end of Sunday. Um, <laughs> so that's like the biggest concern to me. The other thing that kind of I don't know if concerns the right word, but like I think it's an opportunity. Like Mike White's going to be the starting quarterback for the Jets, and great story. Obviously, he came in last week, lit it on fire, destroyed the Bears. I think he's getting a lot of hype. It's like, oh, maybe the Jets have a quarterback here. I'm not so sure. Like, I think this is a guy you can really get after if you're the Vikings defense. And maybe he's going to be able to move the ball. But this is a guy who threw four interceptions against Buffalo last year. Like, in his big, this is your chance to kind of seize the moment game. He threw for 400 yards and three touchdowns against Cincinnati last year. But he also threw for two picks in that game. So it's like, I think if you're the Vikings defense, like this guy is going to test you. He's going to move the ball. But I think if you can get after him, it's Darius Smith, number one pressure rate in the league. Yeah. Daniel Hunter, I think number 10 pressure rate in the league. If you can get after him, make him uncomfortable, he's going to give you the ball. So that's something I would look at as like an opportunity for the Vikings to kind of get home. If you don't, though, I think Mike White has proven 
he can move the ball. He can function in the offense. So I think that's kind of an X factor there where you look at the game and where it could be decided. You know, you mentioned Zadarius Smith and, and the year that he's having. Um, he's, he's what, 30, 29, 30, 30? He's in that, that age range. Is he even better than they thought that he was when they, when they signed him, when they plucked him off the Packers uh, roster? He's had a remarkable season. I, didn't th- I thought yeah, he was I, good. I didn't think he was maybe this good. Yeah, I don't think anyone could have really foreseen this type of season from Zadarius Smith. Coming off a back injury, played one game last year, the opener, and they shut it down. And I think when the Vikings signed him, you're like, okay, this could be good if he can rediscover even a fraction of, of his peak, of his prime. He's just He's been just as good as any season that he was dominating, whether it be with the Ravens or the Packers. So I think... When you look at a guy like Desarius Smith, what he's been able to do this year is produce at a high level and make the Neil Hunter around him better, make everyone else around him better. I didn't think the Vikings thought they were getting that when they signed him. I think they thought they were getting a player who could maybe produce in a rotational kind of role, someone who maybe at some points could could win a game for them with with a big sack here or a big sack there. I don't think they thought they were getting an elite pass rusher, which is what he's been this year. Um, and it's been awesome because he's, he's a guy who I think he brings some life to the team. He brings some life to the defense. Um, but to watch him kind of do that while also producing at a high level um, has been cool to kind of see on a daily basis. Dane Mizutani joining us, St. Paul Pioneer Press. Well, Dane, uh, we can talk so many Minnesota sports with you. Love having you on. Great run through the Vikings there. Want to jump to my team in baseball, the Minnesota Twins. Carlos Correa, the great, great question there. If they go that direction, hand out a monster contract if they do, and kind of what that does going forward. Where are you on the back and forth that I've heard a lot in twin circles? Pay him, go out and spend that kind of money, or use those resources elsewhere? I think you've got to pay him. I don't think, I'm not sure they will. But like my opinion on the matter is like you have a star, a superstar in the game who probably didn't produce at the offensive rate you were hoping he would in these high level leverage situations last year. But he's a star. He's a superstar. You have him. He likes the franchise, and obviously he's going to say that because it 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 goes well with the negotiation standpoint and and things of that nature. But. I truly believe he likes being there. I think the, the teammates around him love having him. Um, you saw when the, the Twins were doing the, the jersey unveiling at Mall of America, Carlos Correa's on FaceTime with some of the players there. So he has a relationship with these guys, and you have a superstar right there that's willing to re-sign if you just give him the right amount of money. Um, you got to come to the table if you're the Twins. Like If you want to be taken seriously as, as a team that's willing to do this and a team that's not pinching pennies that, that they like they have in the past, you have a superstar right in front of you, lock him up long-term, make him a part of your future, and, and, and just roll. Because I think this team, while they, they disappointed and frustrated last year with being in first place for so long and then completely falling by the wayside in the final month of the regular season, there's pieces there, you know, pieces in place to contend at a high level. If you bring a guy like Correa in at a long-term contract, and then you get some starting pitching, I don't think it's, it's very long before you can contend at a high level once again. So I think he's there. I think you give him the money, and I think you try and roll forward with, 
with a core that, that involves him. I, I hope you're right, and I hope the Twins do see it that, that way. Last thing for me, uh, you also uh, cover the Minnesota Wild. I believe they're, they're home tonight against the, the game's best player, and uh, Connor McDavid and, and the Edmonton Oilers. So uh, just look, the they Wild go out last week. They, they got the heavyweight champion of the league. Ryan Reeves <laughs> is now wearing a Wild jersey. He's getting up in age, but he's still feared. Uh, and anybody that takes any liberties at all with Kaprizov, um, there, there's more than Felino to just answer the bell. And now it's it's Reeves. But the start overall for this Wild team, are they starting to figure it out and get back on track? A lot of folks thought that this was going to be a, a real contender this year. We're about a quarter way through the season. Your thoughts on the Wild? Yeah, they've just been pretty underwhelming, honestly, like up and down. I think they're a playoff team. I think they're always going to struggle to score this year at a high rate because you lost Kevin Fiala. You lost 85 points. Um, I think that was always going to be the case when you lose a high producer like that. You also lost Brian Hartman, who, who still hasn't played, you know, in about a month and a half because of an upper body injury. So that's 30 goals plus from last year. So you do the math and the calculus, like it makes sense that, that the Wilders are struggling to score. If you take away Kirill Kaprizov, there isn't a ton of secondary scoring on this roster right now. Matt Boldy is starting to find it. Um, he's got goals in three straight games. That helps. Um, if he can kind of continue that rise, that will obviously make up for, you know, the 85-point hole that, that Kevin Fiala left behind. Marco Rossi, obviously, now he's down there with you guys in Des Moines. Uh, he's been underwhelming, but I think a trip in the minor, down to the minors will give him his confidence back. And I, I expect him to be someone who's going to still contribute at a high level this year um, with the Wild. I think he was he was overthinking the game, and I think it's good to go down there, get your confidence back in Iowa, and then come back in, in a month, a month and a half, and, and really be ready to go for the stretch run. Um, I think the Wild need more secondary scoring. So if it's Boldy, if it's Rossi when he's back up, um, Bill Guerin admitted the other day he, he, he's always looking to add. Mm. So maybe it's a top six forward. Um, they're going to need more than they have right now, whether that comes internally or whether that comes externally um, remains to be seen. Um, but the good news for the Wild fans out there who are maybe frustrated with this team is you have 97. Yeah. Roka Frizov is top 10, some would yep. say top five player in the league already. You're not missing the playoffs with that guy. He's, he's going to carry your team pretty, pretty far. Um, just needs a little help. So we'll see where it comes from. Looks like it's going to be a long winter again for the Minnesota basketball team. Injury certainly a part of that coming into the season. But got to go to football. Phil Fleck. Couldn't do it again against the Hawkeyes. And in an, if there was ever a season to win a division title, it was there this year. How are the natives right now with the uh, Carnival Barker up there, P.J. Fleck? <laughs> Carnival Barker. I think they're a little frustrated. Um, this was the year to win the West, and I don't think it necessarily would have done a ton because, yeah, you win the West <laughs> and you go get railroaded by the Michigan um, in, the, in, the, in Indianapolis. But if there was ever a year to do it, it was this year. The schedule was eased. The West, by and large, stunk. Um, if you beat Iowa, actually, I don't even think that game makes a difference because you lost to Purdue in your homecoming game. But like, there was just so too many losses on this schedule this year where it was setting up to be kind of a special season um, in, in Minnesota. And, and you're kind of left at the end of the, the year being like, okay, well, that was another missed opportunity. Um, they did beat Wisconsin. That's always one where I think Gopher fans are going to kind of take that as a feather in the cap. Um, but overall, I think there's a little bit of disappointment with what this season became um, because after you know the start in non-conference where you look dominant against 
a couple, a few horrible teams, and then you went into East Lansing and, and just destroyed Michigan State. I think people were thinking, "Wow, this team could be really good." Um, they weren't. They were very, very average. Um, if we're talking eight and four football teams, maybe the worst I've ever seen. <laughs> but it's they're going to make a bowl game, and I think you beat Wisconsin, you beat one of your rivals, you keep the axe, you win a bowl game, still feel okay. Um, but at some point, the expectations are going to be a little higher than, than making a mid-tier bowl game and, and beating one of your rivals and, and losing to the other. So uh, by no means is he on the hot seat. I, I think I saw that on on the Twitter sphere yeah. the other day after the loss to the Hawkeyes. P.J. Fleck is safe in his job, and he obviously deserves to be safe in his job. I just think at a certain point you want a little more out of this, this program. Um, he obviously wants a little more out of this program. As an alum of the university, I want a little more of the, out of the program. Um, overall, just kind of a, a blah, disappointing year. Um, but I guess we'll take the axe. Indeed you will. Uh, good stuff. Dane, thank you for being uh, so generous with your time. We appreciate you coming on, Dave. We'll talk to you in a few weeks. Thank you, Dane Mazzatani. Anytime, guys. Yep, thank you. Dane Mazzatani, St. Paul Pioneer Press. We check in up north. And we could have talked T-Wolves. Yeah. Could have talked a little more Gars about that. Gars is back up now. Yeah. After the injury to Cat, Cat, who's what four to six weeks? I saw. Maybe that's good. This the Gobert decision. What an idiotic front office move I, that was. This, this this roster is just no chemistry. No, not at all. They don't like each other. I wonder. And Ant Man, he's not happy. Mm. You got to get that guy. Yes, happy. you do. You have to make him because he's your future. He can be a he can be a superstar. Yes, Carl Anthony Towns is a star. Yeah, Gobert defensively is a star. Mm-hmm. Superstar. There's one guy in that I'm roster. Ant, and they don't come around very often in nope. Minnesota. And when he was the first overall pick, I thought it was a down yeah, draft. What a, what a terrible choice that <laughs> right. was. Uh, Bill Bennett joins us next. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.300 bets off. With year-end approaching, you may have a surplus of dental care as part of your health plan. Fuller Dental has appointments available between now and year's end. Visit fullerdental.net or call 515-266-3437, 266-3437 to schedule your appointment at Fuller Family Dental. Fuller Associates Family Dentistry located near Grandview Golf Course in Des Moines and a new location in Altoona. Online, Fuller. Where you get your podcasts. Get in with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call one 800 now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Claxon's Barbecue Giveaway coming up here in about 15 minutes. Right now, Bill Bender from the Sporting News joins us to help us out with these championship games this weekend. There's a couple of big point spread. There's a couple of tight ones out there, including tomorrow night in Las Vegas with the Pac-12. Bill joins us. Bill, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Bill, if you could only go to one, if you could go to one, which one would you go to this weekend? Oh, that's a good one. USC, I think. I'm with you. Uh, USC, Utah, because I haven't seen Caleb Williams play in person yet. That would be cool. And, um, you know, just, just that and get out and then I can go to the casino after because right. I'd be in Las Vegas. So, I mean, uh, pretty easy answer there. And, a pretty, I mean, crazy over the years, Ken. 
been an afterthought the last three or four years. Yep. This year, it's it's arguably the biggest piece of the puzzle. Yep. Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt about it. And what's going to happen Friday night leading into Saturday? Going to know a whole lot about the way things uh, possibly could play out. So, Bill, before we get too far forward, I want to take a look back and saw your pictures from Columbus as you were there in the press box. Coach third base couldn't do it again. Harbaugh had some shade last year, and again, another loss. Now, it's just a second loss all-time in the Big Ten, by the way. A career record of, what, 45-5? and And yet, Buckeye fans, they're looking for their next coach, Ryan Day. Boy, what a difficult meat grinder of a job. Is this enough to push him, if an NFL job that makes sense is open, is this enough to say, I can't win in this meat grinder? Not yet. I mean, if they lose a couple more times in Michigan, I had forgotten growing up here what because it's been a while since they lost. I mean, guys, they not back to back to Ohio State since I was in college. <laughs> I, I, there's pieces of college I don't want to get into. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been a while so that, that I remember being around Columbus after they lost a few to the Wolverines, and it's not pretty. Um, it stands out. Michigan's not afraid of them anymore. They're they're just not. Donovan Edwards played great. J.J. McCarthy was up to the task. You could tell he embraced that moment. The big plays were killers and. I don't think I've ever been in a stadium where I could feel the home field work against them. And I'm mm. saying that in terms of, you know, like you could feel the tension in that stadium that it was like, oh my gosh, we're going to lose. Mm-hmm. And I think on some level, the players fed into that. That's interesting. I never heard it put that way. Yeah, just watching it, especially, you know, in the third quarter turn to the fourth quarter and then it looked like maybe there's going to be a comeback and then very quickly that was thwarted. Then it started uh, to empty out. What about the flag plant uh, after, you know, everybody's off the field. They came back on. There's still people in the stands. Uh, how will that be remembered in Columbus, Bill? You know, like if that's what you're worried about, if you're Ohio State, you you're worried about the wrong stuff. I mean, that's rivalry stuff. I mean, nobody had a problem a couple of years ago when Justin Fields went in the press conference and told Michigan fans that they don't take the rivalry seriously enough. Mm. You know, this is every year. If you're latching on to that as an Ohio State fan, I think you're latching on to the wrong thing because, yeah, Michigan's going to celebrate. Like I said, they're not afraid. Donovan, they, they play with a swagger. A swagger so much, I think they're going to get tested a little bit by Purdue this weekend. still think they're going to win. This team has enough swagger that I'm starting to wonder, yeah, what's it going to look like if they get another swing at Georgia? And I got trapped into that last year, but I think this Michigan team, I can't believe it. They're better. Yeah, I think they are too. Took Ken, what, till thir- last week. 13 weeks to get <laughs> yeah. there, and, and it's crazy. You know, uh, listening to Bruce Feldman, he was talking earlier this week, just being on the sidelines for the game and the belief that the Michigan players had just kept talking about on the sideline, keep working, they're going to break, they're going to break, and the Buckeyes broke, and they definitely had that one. That sets up a Big Ten championship game. Purdue, Michigan, any shot at all for the Boilermakers here, even to hang around to the fourth quarter. In O'Connell, what's happening with him and his family and the tragic mm. passing of his brother. Any shot at all for Purdue in your mind? Yeah, there's a shot because they haven't played these guys in five years. The unfamiliarity factor, their whole spoiler maker thing. Um, mentioned Aiden O'Connell. My thoughts go out to his family. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just horrible. Um, but And they throw more than anybody in the Big Ten. And I think they'll pop off a couple big plays. But where Michigan will get them is where they're getting everybody else. These halftime adjustments, they, they'll come out in the second half. I think as long as they don't turn the football over and give in to weirdness, I don't even know. 
Corum's playing or not. But, I mean, when you got Donovan Edwards in the hopper as a number two, that ain't too bad. So I, I think Michigan takes control of this game in the second half. And I do like Purdue to cover, though. I like them to cover the 17. That's a big number. Bill, I loved your piece from a couple of days back, uh, chaos, right? If, if it hits the fan, um, you know, what, what may, or how it may play out. Let's say that Utah beats USC, that K-State embarrasses TCU this weekend. I think K-State's going to give them a TCU all they want personally, but, I guess where I'm going is Alabama at six. There's you can still find a pathway. You're going to need obviously a bunch to go your way, but there's still a path. And this would piss off college football's fan base, right? The last thing they want is Alabama to find a way into this thing. But you know what? There's still a way for them to find a way into this thing, isn't there? Yeah, if USC gets beat by a lot, well, if USC gets beat, I think they're out and they'll they'll fall behind Alabama. And then if TCU gets blown out. That'll give the committee the, the excuse to go with uh, the big brand playoff, which would be, ooh, if you got Alabama and Georgia in one and Ohio State and Michigan in the other um, and do the SEC Big Ten Invitational, they'll take that all day. Um, do I think it'll happen? I still think it's going to be a chalky weekend. I do. do I, I, think okay. be, I do. I think USC wins, and I do think TCU is going to win because I think they got the message last week with the way that they – treated one they treated Iowa State and two they they know better you can't leave anything to chance with Ohio State they remember 2014 no doubt about it well your alma mater will also be playing for a championship going to try to win their first championship since 1968 and that is the Bobcats of Ohio Mac championship game look we'll be watching a lot more Big 12 but it'll be part of the rotation mm-hmm. at minimum your alma mater playing for their championship there, an opportunity. And, Bill, you said you got a little story to go along with that. <laughs> uh, Spencer Holbrook, he works at Letterman Row. He's an OU grad, too. And he told me this story. I didn't realize it. I, they have not won the Max in 68, and at the time they went to the Tangerine Bowl. So when Jeez. Ohio clinched the Tangerine Bowl victory against Miami of Ohio, they threw the students threw tangerines at one Bo Schimbeckler, who was the <laughs> Miami coach at the time. So uh, um, I don't think they're going to be throwing tangerines around Ford Field, but uh, as a proud OU grad, it's their fifth crack at it, believe it or not. I'm excited to see if they can finally get it done. Last thing for me, the, uh, and I have no idea how to pronounce his last name. Coach Izzy, your offensive coordinator, how does he say his last name? Four OU. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I will stay away from that one. Too. All right, up on the air, but just coaching Izzy, that's good. So there's a rumor out there that he's headed to Ames to take over as the offensive coordinator. Now there hasn't been any movement. Tom Manning, at least as of this morning, was still in place. But apparently, one of the guys that Campbell is at least. I don't know. Allegedly, kicking the tires on is the offensive coordinator uh, for your Bobcats. Have you heard anything along those lines? Well, you're not allowed to have Rourke, okay? You can't okay. work with him. <laughs> right. Uh, but um, definitely uh, one of those deals where we'll see how it goes. Um, hold on one second. Sorry, my, my AirPods just uh, died. But, uh, no, I, I think, you know, his – Scheme, the way that they throw it around, score a bunch of points. Matt Campbell obviously has some Ohio ties. Yep. I think, yeah, he would do very well there. Yeah, clip and save that one. We'll see how it turns out. Best of luck to your Bobcats this weekend. Thanks for doing this, Bill Bender. Enjoy all the football. Thank you. Hey, have a good weekend. Thank you. Yep, thank you, Bill Bender.
uh, from the sporting news as we check in with our buddy Bill. All right, ready to do this? Yeah, let's do it. First four callers right now at 515-284-5966, 515-284-5966. Here's your opportunity to win some barbecue from Claxons if you have not played in the last 30 days. Regardless if you won, if you've played in the last 30 days, you are ineligible. But if you haven't, we'd love to hear from you. 515-284-5966. Four questions. If you get the most right, $35 gift certificate. The runner-up gets 25 If you're getting a ring, that means you're in. You'll be with us next. Miller and Condon and Claxons on Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. If you own a house, a huge asset, and everyone's looking at it. With Wall Street investors buying up homes in Des Moines and renting them out like never before, you have to wonder, what do they see in your big asset that you don't? The truth is, If you sell your home instead of renting it, you can kiss your asset goodbye. Especially with today's higher interest rates, the best way to save your asset is to rent it out instead. Does renting make your asset look big? Yes, it does. Especially when you hire the professional landlords at Renner's Warehouse. DIYing your property management is a total pain in your asset. But with Renner's Warehouse, you never have to find tenants, collect rent, or handle pesky maintenance calls again. Don't lose your asset. And stop busting your asset trying to manage it yourself. Go to renterswarehouse.com to book your free home rental price analysis today or call 515-528-4429. Renters Warehouse. You can't buy happiness. KXNO. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is the place to go when betting on the NFL this holiday season. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Plus, everyone can earn up to a 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place a same-game parlay, and combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, and more. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code KXNO. Place any $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That's code KXNO only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Iowa only. Bonus issued as free bets, one boost per eligible game. Opt-in required 10-plus leg requirement for 100% boost. Deposit parlay and wagering restrictions apply. Eligibility in terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Gambling problem? Condon, welcome back to Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Just watching Justin Jefferson. They showed some LSU. How about Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson on the same team? But the quarterbacks are not bad in his own right. Can you see how they won a national championship? You could see that, can't yeah, you? Yeah. When it comes to. Unbelievable. All right. John, Casey, Justin, and Brian, we'll get to you momentarily. We're going to give you an opportunity to win some barbecue from our friends at Claxons. Let me spend a minute bragging on them as Andy and his team have been in business serving barbecue in Altoona, uh, dating back into the 90s, uh, over 25 years in Altoona for uh, Claxon Barbecue. You can find them online, ClaxonBBQ.com, ClaxonBBQ.com, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. Let's go to John first of all. John, welcome to the Claxons giveaway. How are you, sir? I'm good. Good, good, good. good. USC tomorrow night in the Pac-12 championship is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Utah. Oh, USC all the way. TCU is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite over K-State. 
Um, uh, it's going to be close, but TCU. All right. Georgia, 17.5-point favorite over the Tigers of LSU. I think I'm going to take LSU, or no, I'll take Clemson, or Georgia. Georgia it is. Michigan a 17.5-point favorite over Purdue? Oh, Purdue. All right, here's the tiebreaker, John. Closest without going over. Patriots-Bills tonight, Thursday night football. Total points, closest without going over. 28-21. 28-21, so 49 for you. Thank you, John. Appreciate it. You bet. Uh, Casey's with Miller and Condon. Hi, Casey. Good, uh, good morning, guys. Good morning to you. Afternoon, whatever time. Well, it's pretty close. It is afternoon. Yeah. Uh, USC's a two and a half point favorite over Utah. I think we got to go USC. TCU two and a half over K State. Yeah, unfortunately, TCU. All right, <laughs> <laughs> Cyclone fan. No, Hawkeye. All right. But, uh, you know. Okay, Georgia seventeen and a half over LSU. Yeah, you got to go Georgia. Uh, Michigan seventeen and a half over Purdue. Previous guy took my thunder. I was going to go with Purdue, but we'll mix it up. We'll go Michigan. Michigan for you. Total points tonight. Thursday night football closest without going over. Going to be twenty three seventeen to forty. Forty for you. Thank you, Casey. Appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, Justin is with Miller and Condon. Hi, Justin. Hi. USC two and a half point favorite over the Utes. Let's go with the Utes. TCU, two-and-a-half-point favorite over K-State. K-State. Georgia gives 17-and-a-half to LSU. Let's go with the dogs. All right. Do you want Purdue as well and those 17-and-a-half over Michigan? Uh, no, I'll right. take Michigan. Michigan for you. Three dogs and one favorite. That's not bad. Total points whoa, tonight. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you take dogs as in the oh, Georgia whoa, whoa, Bulldogs? Okay, yeah, that's a great yeah, point. Yeah, dogs covering. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you wanted the dog. Uh, um, good. Uh, thank you, Trent. Good catch. And yeah, the tiebreaker. <laughs> tiebreakers, total points, Thursday night football. Uh, let's go 52. 52. Justin, thank you. Thank you. And Brian brings it to a close. Hello, Brian. Hello, gentlemen. Uh, USC is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Utah. I'm going to take Utah. TCU, a two-and-a-half-point favorite over K-State. Oh, I I got to say TCU. All right. Georgia, 17-and-a-half over LSU. Georgia. Michigan, 17-and-a-half over Purdue. Michigan. Total points tonight, Brian. Closest without going over. Pats hosting Bills. 54. Brian, thank you. Enjoy the games. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yep, take care. Good to hear from you. Thank you to Claxon's Barbecue, 3131 8th Street Southwest in Altoona. So do you have an opinion tonight? Tonight, as in the the, the, the football game. I told you I played early in the week, Patriots plus five and a half. I might buy out of that. I you like the feel- Bills. I do like the Bills. They have I think not the Bills, looked good. No, they have not looked good in that division. Um, what's their record in their division? I don't think it's very good. Divisions are two. They are their own two. Own two. <laughs> That's not going to get it done. No, they. It's it's time to win a football game. Uh, and the Patriots are kind of middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Got like a nine and eight type of season. Absolutely. Eight and nine type yep. of season. Uh, and if the Bills want to, um, you know, move up in the standings, they got to put these wins together. I think they win tonight. 
I got some dogs for you tonight in college hoops. I'm all ears. Are you playing Creighton, Texas, first of all? I am, and I'm grabbing the Blue Jays. Got it at 7.5 last night. That was mm-hmm. one of my first plays. Also, grabbing Oklahoma State against UConn tonight. That's an early one, too, 5.30. I know you'll be... Oh, is, is that FS1? Uh, I believe it is, yeah. So you'll be tapped into that one. Give me Oakland. Okay. <laughs> not, not the A's, no. Oakland University in Michigan, plus the 5.5. In fact, looking at my college slate, I have all underdogs tonight. Illinois State, plus 12.5 at Murray State. Chicago State, they stick actually better this year. The Cougars, plus 3.5 against Bethune-Cookman. Utah, plus 7.5. Weird spot with Arizona coming to town. And Pacific tonight. How about that for a slate of games? Mm. That's a, that's a long night. Who do they, who's Pacific play? Uh, they're on the road to Cal Davis tonight. All right. Sounds like an ESPN Plus game if you oh, can absolutely. find it. absolutely. We'll be able to find it. And if I can't, there's always an illegal stream. <laughs> well, you can find Murph and Andy right here. No uh, illegal stream necessary. No, there isn't. They'll be here in studio in six minutes. Then uh, Heather and Sean take you home to KXNO Drive today from 3 until 6. That's going to do it for us. We're Miller and Condon. You can hear Trent and I weekday from 11 to 1 right here on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Have a great night.